welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers and creative. This is Catherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine. Yes. Would you hire somebody who had a gap on their resume? Yes. And I'm making it a long yes, because I would like an explanation. And um, that explanation could be a lot of different things. Yeah, but you're not opposed to it. I don't think it's no. quite the black market used to be on a resume. No, and um, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Um, you know, how you, do you address that on your resume? Because um, people do see that and they are curious and there's typically a great explanation for it. And I yes. think you just need to be kind of forthcoming with that. And there are some things you can do as far as being in advertising and marketing that can kind of fill that gap that sometimes people don't think about. Yeah, that's true. And I think that we're just in such a different era. You know, however many years ago, you could never have a gap in employment, right. quote unquote. And we're using this word gap. That you know, means you were like just screwing around, apparently. Right. Well, because... <laughs> or you you're unhirable or Yeah, because like that. back in the day, you got a job and you worked there for 30 years, mm -hmm. you know? So a, an employment gap is a really crazy thing. Right. But now people come and go with jobs and they go do something else for a while mm -hmm. and they may take care of, you know, something with their family. And right. it's not... It's just so not so unusual, so I think it makes it not such a negative anymore. Right, right. Well, practically everyone has had some change in their employment, whether it's multiple jobs, yes. you know, like the idea of the job hopper isn't so negative either. Right. So and I think that it's the perception is different. And now. it's really, really rare where people are just not working. There's always something else to be going on. Um, probably one of the biggest gaps that we see, I think, is where people um, will take time off to care for their children mm -hmm. or to care for their parents. And um, there's a lot of pressure right now um, with this generation because they get what they refer to as a sandwich generation. Is they they kind of have getting pushed and pulled both both ways on all of this. And we are expected in a lot of ways to do it all. And um, sometimes people just have to kind of take a break and say, I can't take all of this on so I'm going to have to really focus on one or the other sometimes it's by choice sometimes it's by necessity but those gaps are created mm -hmm. and they show up on resumes and um, again if you have I hate to say a great explanation for it yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's usually not that big of a deal yeah and and right now you know there's a lot of people getting laid off so that right. could also lead to a gap right you know and people understand that too that it's just you're gonna have some months of time that you're not employed and that's you know just how it is so like you said there's a lot of different reasons that it could be it also could be a personal health issue right and that's where you know we're going to talk about like how do you handle on your resume it kind of depends on what it was right because there is a big section of none of your business topics <laughs> you know and like some things i can't ask if so you beware have a of personal that. health issue you don't have to tell someone about, right. about it but you do have to find a way to state there's a gap in your employment and 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 it might be say it was personal health issue and you don't want to share it it you should put the time frame is going to be missing on your mm -hmm. resume and someone probably is going to ask so you need to know what your answer will be right and one of the first things you can do is wherever you left if you left in you know very good terms 
um, I would make a note of that either in a cover letter and a note that you send to people and just, you know, basically you weren't booted out, you know, um, you left on your terms, good reasons you left because, you know, the company closed, the economy went south. I mean, a lot of different reasons, but, you know, just kind of make sure it wasn't a behavioral thing. I would definitely showcase that first. That's a know? great point. Yeah. Explain why you left the le- the job before. Because one of the first things that kind of triggers people when they see that gap is like, oh, trouble employee. No. You could just say, nope, that was not it. It was the, this was a circumstance. Be very clear with that. And, and people get it. I mean, this happens all the time. So just really explain, you know, it was not, you know, because of me, it was because of the circumstances. And that is, that is kind of what happened. Yeah. So if it is completely business, I think you just come out and say it, mm-hmm. you know, the company closed or, you know, right now, if you got laid off, you could just put COVID on your resume. Right. Everyone will know what that means. Yes. You know, I think that if it was purely a business situation or even if it was, you know, my company had a lot of layoffs and unfortunately I was caught up in it. If it was a business situation that has nothing to do with your performance, I think you just stayed up front. You could put it on your resume in some way or not, but have that answer ready because they will ask. Yes. I mean, people will ask. Yep. So when it's purely business, I think it's fine to just be upfront about what it was. Mm-hmm. When it is a personal situation, that's where it gets a little trickier because you are not in any way obligated to share. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if somebody says, hey, I see, you know, you had three years where you didn't work. What was going on there? Right. You could legitimately say you know i i took some time off from working for some personal family reasons and you don't really have to say anything else that could be kids family i had cancer like whatever right right. and you don't have to tell them what it was nope if you want to share you could share but don't feel pressured to because if it is especially if it's a health issue or something or family where it could possibly be something that you would be discriminated against Mm -hmm. for there's no reason to tell them they don't need to know and they should not ask you because there are safeguards in place where they they cannot ask you this is illegal and um there i would put a little um asterisk with that too because you have to be aware that some people might ask just because they're curious and not because they're asking for illegal reasons. Mm-hmm. But it's um, fine to be like, so you yeah, know, just I'm like you know, what, I I would prefer not to talk about I'm, that. I'm if they pressure you, sharing. yes, yes, yeah. and you know, but just know that you do have that right to keep that part quiet. Yeah. Um, One thing I do think is helpful, and and you sort of touched on this a little bit before, though, is you can include on your resume and in conversation what you did do during that time. Yes. So if you're a creative, maybe you did still do some freelance projects. Like you know, I wasn't working. You know, full-time, but I did some freelance for different businesses or friends or whatever. Or if you were a parent and you were staying home for a while, maybe you did some volunteer work or you worked with your children's school. Like, you probably did things that you learned and built skills. Mm -hmm. And it's really good to talk about what you did do because you didn't just sit around and sleep all day, right? right? Like, you did something. Right. It just wasn't on your official career path. Right. And why that's important um, because the, the big thing that makes people kind of, you know, push back on those gaps is that they're afraid you did nothing and you have lost um, all your skills. They've all washed away. And in some cases, too, I mean, three years in like even marketing and advertising or if you take off five years to get your kids to school, that is practically a lifetime. And if you are not up to date on the software, on how people are doing things now, that's what people are afraid of. Yes. So if you stay current illustrate how you've stayed current and um that becomes a much 
that takes out all the fear in, in hiring you. That is such a great point because you don't, you know, because you stopped working for even five or 10 years, you didn't lose the skills and experience you had. Mm-hmm. It's all still there, but there may be some new things you don't know. So you have to right. ensure that employer that you are up to speed. So, yeah. you know, I haven't, whatever, I haven't worked in graphic design for five years. So I recently did the whole Adobe learning series right. or whatever, you know, you upfront tell them why you're up to speed so they don't have to ask or they don't ask and they make their own assumption. Yeah. Creative people don't lose their talent, but they may fall back on their skills. Yeah. Their software skills aren't and, up to date. And that's what you have like to, you know, just keep fine tuned. And I always encourage people, it's like, well, you know, I want to take time off for my kids. Great. Best job in the world. Mom, whatever. Or dad. Um, do, do something. Do like a newsletter for your church or your school or some form of advertising or marketing for your community. Um, anything. And then you get to write in, instead of a gap, you were a freelancer. Yeah, and <laughs> and it's good for you. I mean, Absolutely. for your like mental health. Keeps you and sharp. Your, yeah, your personal enjoyment or whatever. I mean, choose something you like doing. But yeah, I totally agree because it's actually going to really probably make you feel good too. Right. You don't have to BS your way into a job. You can honestly say, yeah. you know, I stayed current and I, I was working that whole time. And um I, I definitely like on on my resume too. There was you know many times where I I would for me I was like your your typical creative person where, you know I would work for a job for a while and then I would get bored with that and then I would freelance and then once I freelance for a company they wanted to hire me so then I work for a company again and then I got tired of it and then I freelance. There was a lot of that, but there's technically no gaps in my career, even though I was not working for a company. I was always freelancing. I was always even if I had like one client, it didn't matter and. Um, I would have on my resume, you know, the name of my company, um, and it was like 10 years, you know, and I worked on it on and off, you know, sometimes I would work for companies, but I was constantly freelancing, I was constantly doing something, therefore I had no gap in my job. Yeah, and so when you worked somewhere, maybe you only took on a few projects, and then when you worked full-time, shuttered for a while, you you know, know, when you worked full-time freelancing you took on a lot of projects right but you were always doing it the company still existed if once i needed it i would open it up or if someone just approached me and said can you do this for me oh guess what we're dusting off the computer and we're gonna start working again but i was constantly working but it was um on my terms um but there was never a gap in um in my work and that is one unique thing that marketing and advertising people have is that they can do this remotely from home, set up a home office super quickly. And granted, there's other ones too. I don't don't want to just limit it to that. But um, this industry specifically is is very used to this and they're going to get it. So if you put it in there, you don't have to really explain anything. Yeah. And you know, what's kind of uh, cool. If there's anything positive about COVID-19, it is perhaps a greater acceptance of remote and mm-hmm. different types of work. And so no matter what you did, maybe you were an accountant and you want to still do some bookkeeping for people, you know, part time right. or whatever it is. Um, a lot more of that is a, you're able to do it right. because of the software is right. all available. But it was more the acceptance of yes. it. And, and that yep. is changing. So people actually may have more opportunities to keep up their skills and do projects that they want to do, even if they're not working full time in their career for a while. Right. And in, in theory, you're, you've always worked. I mean, right. that's, what's kind of lovely about it too. 
Um, so you don't have to give up no your gap. work. You have now no gap in your employment. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you don't have to completely. Because you were self-employed. You don't have to completely give up your career. Right. It's not either or. Right. Like you can keep doing a part of it and maybe just the parts you like, which is really cool. And um, and most people in, in, in this industry can tell you deep in their soul that they never stop doing it. Right. So you're not. You're, yeah. you, it's, it's just how you represent it on your resume and in interviews and things like that. And I'm essentially, I'm going to give you permission to just keep working, be honest and just say, you know what, I'm self-employed during this time. You don't, I wouldn't even not even mention, honestly, if I had to take a break to um, care for a family member or something. No, I worked. I was self-employed. If you did. Yeah. But if you didn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, say. yeah. Because that then again, you are lying yeah I mean it's <laughs> fine if you didn't you know we're talking oh, all about like absolutely. do these side projects or whatever you know what you don't have to either you could not do any of that and you could just say yeah I didn't work in my career for three years because I took time off for personal reasons but I'm ready to get back at it now right that's a perfectly fine answer too and and just be prepared to tell them how um, you're gonna hit the ground running when you get in exactly they just need to know you can come in and do the job yep, yep. they don't even need to know too much of the history of why you weren't doing the job right now. They right. just need to know you can do the job they need done. Because going back to skills versus talent, I mean, skills can be taught. Talent is just within you. And if you have yeah. the talent and they want it, they will hire you. Yeah. And when you're when you're ready to go back, when you're ready to find that next job, it's also a really great time and opportunity to think about what it is that you want to do next. Like you don't have to actually go right back to what you were doing. It might be similar, but a little sidestep. It might be the newer version, like whatever it's evolved into in that time that you weren't, you know, working in that career, or it could be like totally different. It's like, you know what, I, I'm just not passionate about that anymore. I'm going to go do something entirely different. Right. There's nothing wrong with any of those choices. And that is kind of the time where you have to just start betting on yourself on your own abilities. And you just knowing again, what your talents are and what you're capable of. And um, just saying, you know what, I'm going all in on this. Yeah. And and figuring out what you really care about and then finding the training or whatever it is you need to go pursue that, mm -hmm. you know, that it, it goes back to, you know, before you said, like, you don't lose your talents, right? You don't lose your um, personal values and traits and work ethic and all those kind of things. You might just have to go learn a new software, right? Or get a degree in something because you want to completely go become a psychologist. Okay, right. you have to go back to school for that. Right. But you don't lose your compassion and your caring and you're good at working with people and all those things that you learned in your previous career. Right. You're just going to apply them to this new thing. Right. And sometimes uh, times like this are, are great for that sort of reflection too. I, I know a number of people who might have gotten on some track after school, um, after they graduated. And it's like, uh, this is not what I wanted to be. This is, I mean, I know, again, in my soul, what... I want to do, um, you've now been derailed. Yeah. So you don't have to follow that track anymore. And right. or, or I'm just tired of it. I've right. done this for 10 years. I right. want to try something try else. Try something else. And that goes kind of goes into, you know, constructing your resume um, that collects all the skills that you had and that you've accumulated up until now to now pursue something else. Yeah. And making sure your resume reflects all of those soft skills, yes. all of those leadership qualities or, um, you know, personal, uh, the way you work with people right, and reputation. the way you are detail oriented or whatever it is about you. That's really just about you. It has nothing to do with the job mm -hmm. or the, the execution of tasks. Yep. It's more 
you know, who you are as a person, like all of that translates. That's what you bring with you from job to job. Right. And we have to remember too, that while you are betting on yourself is that, um, you take full ownership and responsibility of your own growth in your career too. And that's, you know, developing your skill sets and developing, you know, yourself. Maybe you're not great at presentations and you start looking into how can I be a better presenter because I want to be an art director and art directors have to talk in front of groups of people. Um, Start looking into that stuff now, you know, or or taking a, a class or something online that gets you ready for that next step or, um, how are you going to start presenting yourself, you know, when you're back out there, you know, with the, all the skills that you've learned up until now, how do you repackage that and market yourself in a different way? Yeah, it's interesting. I think, um, I think of people and it doesn't matter if you work at a company or not, I think everyone is like a free agent now. Mm-hmm. Like you are, and it's like, congratulations, you're a free agent. Right. You are responsible f- or you are you have the ability to decide what you want to do and how you want to do it and where and all of those things. You're also responsible for all of that. Right. Like no one else is going to hand it to you or make you do it. Right. So you get to do it, but you have to do it. Yeah. And I think some people, when they get, you know, too much in a routine, feel that they kind of lose some of their power. Um, But in this industry in particular, you have to, you know, really, you know, invest in yourself in a lot of cases. Like, I don't want to have this role. I see the world changing. I see that I need to learn, you know, certain skill sets. I'm going to pursue it because I want to do it for either the position I'm in now, or if not, I'm going to move on to something else that continues to grow and continues to expand in a more futuristic sort of um, vision rather than the one that I'm I'm in now. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're all kind of these full, I think we're, I think of us like an individual is like this full package. Mm-hmm. And so somebody's hiring you for the full package, right. for your skills and your talents and what you're bringing to their team. So you have to keep, you know, building that. Like right. you keep wanting to get better because that's what you're offering you <laughs> and right. everything that comes with you right. to this employer or to this client or to, you know, whatever the situation is. And so, um, yeah, you, you want to keep always building that and getting better at your craft and, you know, whatever it is that you do. And these are wonderful things to fill that gap sometimes, too, when you are investing in yourself, when you are um, exploring different options. Because when you think about it, it's like, you know, if somebody says, I, I took some time off and I'm not going to say what it was. But in that time off, I also um, educated myself. Yeah. I, I learned some new skills. That's freaking huge. Right. Right. And and you know, you can share what it was. I did, I know you just did this. I did a Yale psychology <laughs> of right. happiness course. And I did that because that will really help me be a better leader. And right. then I also did, you know, a whole social media training course because I know that I need to start doing more, you know, design pieces for social media or whatever it is. Like, you know, I bettered myself. Right. And let me share with you what those things are that I added to my, you know, portfolio of things I'm offering and and how that will help you I mean it just goes back to like that employer just wants to know that you can do a great job at the job they have Mm -hmm. right like we have this job can you do it you weren't doing it for a little while so just show me why you can do it right and sometimes too um people like people that want to invest in themselves um they um oh gosh how do I want to say this um it's it's really about 
you know, what you can bring to the table. And it's not necessarily exactly what the job description is. Um, so it could be, you know, like they might be asking for certain skill sets, for example. And maybe you have three of the five that they're asking for because you had a gap and you didn't learn certain things or it's, it's kind of taken off. How can you still prove to people that you can still do the job? And it might be based on what you can cobble together in your past experiences. And I would, again, look at everything. Um, if it's, you know, um, they want you to have managed something, you know, you had, they want, you know, you need someone who's a manager of people. What have you managed, you know, right. and you can work that into your resume and how you have managed. I don't, I mean, you could put a nice little spit on how you manage a household, how you manage, yeah. you know, um, very complicated things and just put it in kind of a generic way, but you've learned it and you should get credit for it. Right. Absolutely. And if, um, and don't assume people know what the thing is you're talking about. Like say oh, gosh, you, yes helped put on you know a huge fundraising event well people may not be familiar with that organization or how big it is but if you say like I put together a fundraising event I had you know 20 people on my committee we had mm -hmm. weekly meetings this was a six-month planning process and we raised a million dollars for the school right that is very impressive Counts. as opposed to like <laughs> I did a fundraiser for my school right well in my head I'm thinking yeah, I'd like That's two people cute. and you sold some cookies. That's but, so cute. <laughs> you know, so tell me that this is like actually kind of a big it's, deal because I may yeah. not be familiar with it. It's some serious work. And, and like I said, just, you know, treat it with those, you know, those bullet points. Um, get them at the top. People like to read everything at the top of the mm -hmm. resume. Um, and again, just get credit for the work that you've done. Yeah, like include facts and things that really are, you know, relevant. And don't, you know, we always say this about resumes. Don't include stuff that's not. Right. If it's not relevant, if it's, you know, personal interest and it doesn't have anything to do with the job, just don't include it. But if it is helping make your case, yep. like showing leadership or yep. showing budgeting skills or something like that, then it's completely legitimate. And it might be in, in this particular instance um, beneficial to have that short list of things at the very top of your resume. So by the time they get down to where that gap might be or they start getting a little ask a little more questions you've already stated your strengths at the very very top and people will see that and won't need to read any further not that they're not going to or you don't want them to but um i can guarantee they're they're grabbing this stuff at the top and if they're seeing all the skills that they're looking for at the top you're going to get the call back or at least have a better chance of it thank you so much for joining us at illumination bureau we hope that you have gained something by listening today Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend. 